on, come on in. Hit that shell. Come on, turn, baby. Yes, sir. Oh man, hey, we want to thank our sponsor. So pretty soon we got a new dot com sponsor coming on board. We're talking story right now. You know, let's talk story. We talk, we're talking story. Okay, so but first we would like to uh, start with an attitude of gratitude uh, with our show because our show is about the law of attraction, right? And it's about real life experiences that I had. And then you wonder, like, whoa, how? Because I wondered, right? I was wondering, like, whoa, how how did these things happen, right? And it, and it's vibration, it's vibrational. Yep, but we're gonna get into that. No worries, no worries. Okay, first we like to say mahalo to uh, the three states that are leading the pack. Okay, there's three states. There's there's California, number one. That's our number one um, listeners is in California. I don't know why, um, and and we're very grateful. Number two is Texas, and number three is Hawaii. So local people are starting to uh, pay attention. They're starting to jump on board. And uh, we're, we're very happy about that because when we started this thing, we, thought, we was like, whoa, we showed up in all these countries, right? And uh, speaking of the countries, it's Ireland, the Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, United Kingdom, Bangladesh, uh, Poland, Australia, Brazil, Slovakia, Philippines, Germany, uh, South Africa, Italy, Russia, Japan, France, Belgium, whoo, Peru, Romania, Vietnam, Israel, and Austria. And then, um, so so uh, 68% is on Apple Podcast. And then now, Spotify, 14%. Uh, Anchor is 6%. Everything else is 10%. Uh, that's all the platforms. Our demographics is 35 to dead with uh, with small kind, 23 to 27-year-olds. So you 23 to 27-year-olds, we respect you guys. Mahalos. Uh, we, we have an increasing number of uh, males. It's now 90% and females... Is nine percent okay? Nine because girls they they busy people in their heads. They get they they don't have time for listening podcasts. You know what I mean? That's a that's a left brain activity. <laughs> Females are gone, right? They they're doing stuff. They get kids to raise. So anyway, but yeah, man, ninety percent. So we want to say mahalo to you guys. And um, right, it's just uh, there's just a whole bunch of uh, breakdowns with the demographics. So we're not going to go there, but, um, but today on the podcast, bro, we want to talk to you about, you know, different things, right. About my life. And one of the things we wanted to, you know, discuss was the law of attraction, first of all. Right. But secondly, the kind of stuff that happened that, that we experienced in the old days that, that you have very little of in, in these days and these things are, are disappearing. And one of them, is the sadistic little league baseball coach, right? <laughs> you guys, you guys remember the little league. So, see, I wasn't the kind of I just, you know, I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing things from my life, and and this is not intended to embarrass anybody or make anybody any kind. Okay, but this is just what happened. 
right? So when I was, I was in the little league, now see, I, I was always, you know, my whole life was focused around entertainment because that's what I like, you know. And and I wish I could do stuff like dance, you know. Like when I see people dancing, I was like, oh, I like I like learn, you know. But I now I'm too busy running my companies and stuff. Like I, you know, I have a busy life now. Well, not during COVID. Right now, it would, this would actually be a good time for me to learn how to dance, right? But you cannot hold nobody. You see what I'm saying? You cannot. You know what I mean? Partner kind, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that kind. Okay. You know, and and um, and the chicks that that I date, they don't know how to dance. Well, they they actually a couple of them do, but they're not. We're not dating right now because this is COVID. Hello, right? So anyway, it's every, everything is on hold. It, you know, everything is on hold. But but the, you know, when I look at this, like this one girl is gonna teach me how for salsa dance, right? And we went to the salsa dance place, right? And and then and we so I was just making any kind. And everybody started looking at me, going, what the hell is this guy doing? Making any kind? You know, and so I was just making any kind. You know, and and, and, I, and the guys, the, there was this, this chick was hot. And the guy next to me, right, was kind of looking at me because, like, I was rubbing her hips. I was spinning her around. I was doing it. You know, and it kind of looked like a Jim Carrey movie because I kind of looked like Jim Carrey the way I was doing it. You know, and I was, <laughs> you know, I was doing the kind for you old timers, bro. I was doing the Jerry Lewis thing, right? <laughs> you know, I was making any kind. And I was I was rubbing her hips and then doing all this stuff. And I was pushing her back and bringing her and, you know, all that. And the guy, the guy was, you know, looking at me like, bro, what is going on here, right? I tell you what was going on. I was building attraction because this chick thought I was a riot, right? And then afterwards, right afterwards, this chick and I um, ended up someplace. I right? go, well, that we're not. That's a, that's a different podcast, audience. Right? That's a different podcast. Okay, but but I will tell you, right? Like like I was I was making like I was serious, right? But but you know things look so like yeah, it was was like out of a comedy movie. And so, so ever since then, but you know, I, I was, I was always attracted to entertainment. So when I was young, you know, I started trying to play the ukulele. I started, you know, singing. I started trying to do all that stuff, right? And then, and then, so my mom had this, these ideas. She had her own ideas, right? And, and my stepfather had his own ideas, right? And one of these ideas was Little League, okay? Because, Right, I, my mother didn't want me to be fat. Okay, she, had, my mother has this thing about being fat, right? And I ended up really fat after that, cause you know. Okay, so here's the thing you guys gotta know: when you suppress something in somebody, okay, like, like, all right, don't eat, don't eat, right? You telling kid, don't eat, don't eat. What are you gonna do? He gonna eat, right? If you tell the kid, here, there's all the food you are gonna just eat, just go ahead party, right? And then pretty soon they're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, meh, right? Okay. So, so my mom always had this thing. And, and so anyway, she goes, you got to exercise. You got to go, you got to do it. Never mind. Put the ukulele down, you know, and go little league. So, okay. I joined this team. It was the worst team in the league, but we had the worst thing we had. We had, we had a few guys on the team. That was good. I mean, they could they could play, and and these guys was you know most of these guys was older than me. I was the, I was the I was the puppy, right? And and my my little league coach, right, was the kind of coach 
where he was like he he took everything too serious with the kids, right? You know that kind of yeah. So he was he was he was I don't know what he thought. I don't know if he missed his chance on the major leagues. I, I don't know what he you know, but 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 he was like so serious with us. Like winning was life and death. Okay. And you know how now you get these. We did a podcast on participation trophy children, right? And and how everybody gets a medal now, right? Everybody gets an award. Everybody goes home happy, okay? Everybody is living a delusion, okay? You guys got to stop doing that with your kids, okay? So, because I'm going to explain the good part and the bad part of this story, Okay? So anyway, I get into this thing, right? Get into this little league, you know, organization, this team, right? So it was the Yankees, right? And and because uh, you know everybody took the names on the major teams, right? And so so this is our chance, right? To to get out there and play ball and all this kind of stuff, right? And so we used to go and we used to practice hitting and throwing and whatever. And you know, I did not have a good arm because my arm was. You know, my right hand was used for ukulele. It was not used to throw things around, right? So, so my concept of, you know, hitting one target, like somebody else's glove was like way off. I was like, whoa, like, hey, the, the, the ball fly out to center left field or, so, you know, whatever, right? And so, so we, we practiced doing the catching and doing this and running the bases and, and jogging and pretty soon I am tired, right? And so, the the coach when you was tired in the old days, right? It's not like now. Like now, when the kids get tired, it's okay, okay, take a break, take a break. No, in the old days, they come up and they yell at you, right? All right, hey, hurry up, come on, run, run, right? You come up, like these these. I don't know if he thought it was military. I don't know what he thought he was running. You know, I don't know if he thought that that this 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 group of nine ten. And eleven year olds was was in the military. I don't know what he was thinking, but but he was he was definitely either like military minded or or just the. I don't know what he was. You know, th- he thought we was major league. I don't know what he thought, but but bro. So so anyway, so I was not the kind of kid that you could tell what to do. Okay, and I'm still not that kind of guy. I'm sorry. Uh, it, well, I'm not sorry, but I'm just saying, I, I am just not that guy, right? So it, we discussed this on other podcasts because I can, I can be, you know, if I plant my feet in the ground, it would be easier for you to kill me than to allow me to live because I will come back. I will come back and visit you. And in some, in some cases, I will bring my friends. I will bring, I will bring the boys and we will come and pay you a visit. But, 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 you know, really, right? This, this whole thing. So, some small kid, I was like this, right? So, that, so, 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 okay, we playing a thing and I'm like, all right, you know, yeah, you can yell at me. Yeah, you can make me run. Yeah, you can do all this. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. All right, so we do this practice, right? And I got to do what he says because in the old days, if the coach complained to your parents, when you went home, you got licking. Okay, so, and then, no, really, I mean, back in the day, we had that. It was called the belt, and the belt would start singing, right? And then you would start singing, and pretty soon there was a choir going on in your house. So, I mean, you know, so, 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 any, but that's the way life was back in the day. It was barbaric, right? Okay, now we have a more civilized society, right? And then, and everybody, and the uncles, the old timers, they're looking at these young kids going, 
But these kids don't know what the hell is going on, right? Because they don't have discipline, right? They don't have self-discipline. They, they lack self-discipline. Unless, of course, they go to private school, then you have a chance, right? But most of these kids, right, they, they just, they make any kind, right? And, and there's a good side to that. The good side is that they have different kind of scars now, right? We had different kind of, we had different issues, Hawaii. We had different issues. And if you guys are listening out in, in Vietnam going, bro, you guys don't know what issues is. Okay, we understand. But we're just talking about what happened here in Hawaii, okay? So, so, so my little league coach is like that. Now, now then we came time for the scrimmage game. Now, my career in little league lasted one season. Okay, <laughs> this is by choice, right? Because I was thinking to myself, all right, you know what? I could either, you know, give it my very best and fail and, and you know, right? Or, or I, I could just quit, right? And I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. So I actually went through the whole thing. I actually went through the, you know, the punishment of listening to this guy, you know, yell and scream at us and, and do all this kind of stuff, right? So, so, so he puts us through all of this. Now we have the scrimmage game. Now the scrimmage game, we were facing the athletics. Now this team, right, had the best of the best. That, that everything. But what this team had that our team did not have was this team, right, had the support of the parents. All the parents was there. All the parents, they was making barbecue. They was doing everything behind them, you know. Us guys, nobody gave a crap about us, right? You know, my mom, my mom came to, I think my mom came to one game to show face, right? And then after that, I think she was, she was burying her face in her lap at one point and she never came back, right? And then, and I said, Ma, come to the game. And my mom went, uh, no, we was at the last game and we saw it happen. So, <laughs> so I think, I think, our, and all of our, I don't, I don't even remember too many of our parents being there, because all we really had as a team was each other, right? And we was kind of disgusted with that too, because we, none of these guys could actually pull anything off, right? I mean, we had a good pitcher, we had a good pitcher, and he was the only guy, and he was the best hitter. So we had one guy on our team, right, against all them other guys that was good. And this one guy was actually a good pitcher and a good hitter. And I don't know, you know, if he went on to high school sports, I don't know what he did. He was older than us. We was in elementary, right? And this guy was a couple years older, so, you know. Uh, but God bless him. He was the best on our team. And uh, <laughs> so now scrimmage comes. And now we're facing the athletics, okay? They get the parental support. They get it. And these, these people, the, the parents, right? A lot of these kids was Japanese, okay? No racial, just what it is. It is what it is, right? And a lot of Japanese people like to play baseball. Just that's the way it is. Now, on our side of the fence, we were mostly housing guys, okay? Now, not me. I, was, I, I didn't live in the housing. But, but I like these guys because they was real guys, Okay, there was real guys, they did stuff for themselves. You know when you live in a housing, you, you do stuff for yourself because nobody else could do it for you, right? Now these other guys, right? They had their parents, they, they had they had a, I don't know, they had on you know they, they had just had so much support. When we had the game, there was a few people in the stands on our side. And I could understand why. But on the other side, right? 
the bleachers was packed, right? Everybody, they brought their cousins. They brought the, you know, the great grandfather came in a wheelchair and we pushed him. Everybody was sitting in the stands and supporting these guys. So when they did anything, even when even when the guy did on strike, the whole section for us side would cheer for the for the guys, right? And I was like, wow, this sucks, man. No matter no matter what, we were at a de- deficit, right? No matter what. So so here comes the, the scrimmage. And these guys start coming out, they run out on the field, they do their thing, they throw the ball around, they, they, you know, you get the bat over there in the in the in, in the in the batter's box and he's swinging and he's you know the guy on deck and they're all getting ready and they, they they're making their hands with the, the dirt and they're rubbing them together and they you know and, and, and we're over there looking at all this stuff and we're going, All right, so this is their rituals, right? We're watching these guys and we're going, We are gonna get our ass kicked, right? Okay. So so the game starts and he said we start going along with it, you know, we okay, you know. Cause at this point, you know already, when these guys came out in their flashy uniforms, right? We never had flash. We never had we had gray uniforms. We had and these guys was flashy, but they had green, yellow, white, the way they had clean socks. <laughs> they had clean socks, bro. We had we had they had everything. Right, and they came, and this, I don't know if you guys ever seen the Rocky movies, right? But we was like, we was like, like that. We was like, the, the uphill climb was so steep, bro. We never even like go. We never even like climb. You know what I mean? We never like try. So these guys are so good. And, and the, the thing starts, right? And so the, you know, and everything starts mellow, right? And pretty soon by the third inning, Right, we're down like maybe by six or something crazy like that, right? Now these guys are just gonna give us leaking. That's what we call it in Hawaii. These guys are just gonna beat us into the ground, okay? And and we we're down by six. Now our coach starts, you know, and I was sitting on a bench all this time because I was like six string, I think. I was six, I was six, the six down, right? And and the coach is starting to yell at everybody. And I didn't like the way he was yelling at the other boys because I felt sorry for the other boys. Because the other boys was like, you know, I mean, a lot of them, they tried their hardest, right? And some of them was my age. And we had a certain camaraderie, you know, at, at a certain point because, you know, this this little league coach was starting to get on our nerves, right? <laughs> and And so... So anyway, anyway, they, we started, so he started amping around the third, the third inning. He started amping up that, you know, and his thought, I, I think his thought was the harder he was on us, the better we're going to perform. <laughs> you see what I mean? So now we get the team busting the crap out of us, right? We get the, now our coach starts getting down on us. Okay. By the fifth inning, the whole world is down on us, okay, everybody, you know, we're experiencing the wrath of God, right, like in the Bible, you know, in the time Moses was leaving and then the pharaohs was chasing them through the kind of part of the Red Sea, bro, we was like that, okay, and we was like, we was so miserable, bro, we was looking for, we was looking for Jesus to come back out of the clouds on Pegasus, the white horse, bro, we was ready, you see what I mean, and, and so, so now, Okay, right around the fifth inning, the, the game is so far behind, there's no way we're mathematically out of the game. At this point, the other team, the athletics, are just showing off, 
right? Because they, they, they you know, and then they, they go back, they put on clean pants, you know, these guys was like, they're over the top. But so, so all of this is going on, right? So now the coach goes, all right, kick whoever, get out there to left field. So he put me way out in left field. So I went out to left field, and by this time, I am pissed at this guy, right? And I and I and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So I, so I went, right? And and he used all the you know the second, third, fourth. I was six string. They they used all the. I think I was the only six string guy, and everybody else went only up to third, I think. And so I was way down the line. And he pulled me out. He goes, all right, go left field. So I went out in left field, and and I was standing there. And I folded my arms and I had my and my glove, right? And I, I had my glove on and I folded my arms and I said, all right, I'm just going to stand here. I'm like, you know, and because at that point, right, everything is down. There's no way we're going to win. There's no way we're going to come back. But there's, there was no way that we even was going to tie. You see what I'm saying? So, so we, 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 we lost hope at that point. So so now, right, and this is only scrimmage. This was the first game of the season, okay? And so I get so this guy goes up to bat, right? And I'm out there, you know, I'm all I'm all hot, right? Uh, I am angry. And nobody from my family is there, you know, and nobody and we had like maybe six guys in the stands. I don't know who they were, but they were they were all the kids. They felt sorry for us because we never have fans, right? And so I was like, so the, this line drive comes out to left field. This line drive. So the guy cracks the ball. Line drive to left field, right? And it's right by me. My little league coach comes out he, and he's screaming at me. Get the ball! Get the ball! Get the ball! Okay, now, now the veins in his neck. This is what I remember, okay? And I was, I was like, I was nine, okay? And, and I remember till today, the, the veins popping out in his neck, right? And he had one vein above his nose going straight up his forehead. That would look like the bug was going to pop, right? And he was turning red. Now, he had on tan. He, he had on tan, okay, but but he, he just kind of turned red over the tan, you know, kind of thing. And he was he was screaming, you know, he looked like that guy in the Bugs Bunny cartoon, you know, the opera guy when he would hold a note too long and he turned red. He said that's what he looked like. And so for you for you younger guys, you go Google Bugs Bunny and, and you can see him. And so and he's he's bulging, right? He's he's you know ready for having a heart attack. I think he was ready. And I saw, and the ball was rolling by me. And I stood there, and I looked at him, and I said, you get him, right? And I was I was left field, so there was a little bit of space. So if I had to run, you know, if he was going to chase me, I could run. You know? But but I, I just said, you get him. And I stood there, and meanwhile, okay, meanwhile, I turned out to be the hero of the game, by the way. And, and so meanwhile, now these these the bases are getting emptied, right? So there's there's three run there's there's three run, bases loaded. There's four runs that were scored on us right there. So now the score is like one hundred nineteen to three, right? <laughs> or something like that, right? And the athletics and you know for some reason the athletics actually enjoyed this win. 
I don't know what it was. Like, you know, they, they knew there was no contest. They knew we sucked, okay? And these guys were actually enjoying what they, you know, what they were accomplishing. I, you know, in my mind, right? Even till today, I go, how could they ever be happy that they won that game? Right? Hmm. So we, so meanwhile, no, no, he, he gets, he, he goes over the top, right? So, so, so my coach is like throwing his hat on the ground. He's, he's, he's doing all these tantrums, whatever. He's screaming at everybody. He's, you know, he's, so, so the, the other guys on my team and stuff, they're in the, they're in the dugout and they're laughing. And, you know, in those days, we never high five, but we were, you know, we'd shake hands. We would do that kind of stuff. And that's what they was doing. They were shaking hands. They was, they was, they was laughing. They was, they was pointing at me and they was flashing shockers. They were like, yeah, you, you know, and I was like, you know, I was just, and I stood there and I planted my feet in the ground. And then, and that was the end of the inning. And so we had to go back inside. I went back inside the dugout and the coach is like screaming at me. He's like, don't you know you're supposed to pick up the bar and throw me? You know, what the hell? You all that stuff. Right. And, and, you know, I would, and I just sat there and I go, okay, just let him play this thing out, whatever. Then the game was over. I picked up my stuff, right? And I got this bag, right? And I picked up my bag with my stuff inside. And I was walking out to the parking lot. And one of my classmates who was actually playing for the other team, he said, hey, bro, bro, we, we love what you did, bro. Come here. So I went over to right? I went over to him. He goes, bro, come, come eat. Come eat with us, bro. So I went over to the athletic side, right? And it brought, they had everything. They had sushi. They had, they had bentos. They had like everything. They, you know, all this, all this food from the family because they brought everything, right? Bro, they said, whoa, whoa, what you like, bro? <laughs> like, you like, you like hot ice, whatever. Bro, they had hot ice, right? You know, okay, you put it in the freezer, right? So they had them in the, in the ice box, in the, in the concession stand, right? They go, oh, what you like? Bro, they gave me everything. Bro, I had hot dog. I was eating hamburger. I had, I had bento. I had sushi. Bro, I mean, by the time I left the ballpark, I gained about 10 pounds, and I was the national hero of the athletics baseball little league team. You know, and then that was that was the end of my my career as a Yankee, and and you know as as a little league because I told my mom I went back I went back home after the game, and my mom says, "Well, how did you do?" <laughs> right, and I said, "Oh, I, I did really good, mom. I did. I was perfect." <laughs> she said, "Well, really, you, did you guys win?" I said, "Well." Um, uh, I I kind of won, but the the team took a loss. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But here's the thing, always, right? You cannot force your kids do to do something that they don't want to do, you know. And it's not it's not in your best interest because if you get one kid like me, right, who will put his foot down after a while and go, no, you know what? Screw this. We ain't we ain't going there, right? And you go and kid with on wheel like that. Okay, and you cannot broke them, then you, you you're gonna have some repercussions. Okay, <laughs> so my mom my mom actually got word about what happened at the game after that. <laughs> so and 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 you know so she she understood she understood where I was coming from, right? She shook her head and all of that, but she understood it. She couldn't say anything because it wasn't my idea to join Little League. See. Okay, 
And and you know, and the the takeaway from this whole thing is that you know, I would I would never force a child to do something they don't want to do, right? Um, and we were forced to do a lot of things that we didn't want to do, okay? And and the karate, <laughs> the karate story kind of goes with that too, right? Or the karate story, right? It's like we we get we get time, yeah, we get okay, we get time. I will tell you the karate story real fast, okay? So this was another thing. This was another thing, right? Because my dreams, ever since I was a small kid, and I mean small kid. This started with ukulele in the fourth grade, and before that, I was I was doing cartoons. I was doing impressions of cartoons on Saturday morning, sitting down watching TV, enjoying myself, right? And my mother used to turn off the TV because she used to tell me, "You're driving me nuts." You because I, you know, I would be sitting in front of the TV, you know, going, mm, "What's up, Doc?" Right, right. Till today, but I do them. Till today, right? With my mother, and you know, I would be sitting in front of the TV, going, "Fuffer and fuckatash." And my mother was, "What? You like a broke ass?" You see, but but that you know, and that that was my thing, entertainment, you know, and and doing this, you know, this this creative crap, right? And so my mom said, well, no, we need to make him uh, do sports so he can stay skinny. And we need to, you know, so she had a reason behind all this stuff, right? So the next thing was karate, right? <laughs> she put me in karate. That's the thing. I did not express at any time, anywhere, at any place that I wanted to go break bricks and, and, and be on karate, dude. But no. No, what I wanted was I wanted my own show because I was watching Donny Osmond on TV and I was telling my mom, Ma, I can take him, Ma, I can take him. No worries, I can take him, right? And my mom was like, oh, come on, don't be serious. You, you, you know, don't, don't be crazy or whatever. You know, and so I would sing, I would, you know, and every time Donny Osmond, Michael Jackson would come on TV, you know, I would sing, I would, the Jackson 5, bro, I would, I would sing those songs. And I told my mom, I can take Donny Osmond. Now, Michael Jackson, different. I looked at Michael Jackson and I go, nah, I cannot do that. But that guy, <laughs> right, Donny Osmond, no, I can take Donny Osmond. So, so anyway, she put me in karate, right? I had to go in, so I'm doing these exercises and, and we, you know, kneeling on the floor and we're doing this kind, you know. And we, we did everything short of, um, right? We did, you know, went through all of the whole thing. And, and the, the little league coach and the karate coach, okay, karate, the sensei, right? Kind of the same but different. The sensei was a very uh, strict guy, stern guy, okay? But he, he was humble. He didn't yell at anybody or anything. But he was, he was firm, right? And, he, you know, he was, he was kind of disciplined with everybody. And it was a class of adults and kids. Okay, so it was just a class. So, so some of the adults in the class was like brown, black belt, right? And some of the people in the class was like me wearing white, <laughs> white belt. <laughs> white belt. And so, and my, and my mother actually got her purple belt. Okay, because my mother was like, well, I'm going to go and, you know, and I, and and um, I'll go I'm going with you. No worries. The mom is going with you, and you and you know it's the last person you like in your class is your mother, right? I mean, you so my mom had to go and and show me how much of a man she was, right? <laughs> so, so my mom was no, I, I I love my mom. My mom, you know, but I'm just saying, right? Who wants to sh- what what nine year old wants to show up in a karate class with his mom? That's what I'm saying, right? I'm like, oh, ma, jeez. So, so now my ma is in the class, right? She's in there, 
and, and it's me and her, and then it's the whole thing. We sit down in a circle and do all this, and then we're learning our katas, right? So we come up to kata number one, right? And and I so <laughs> we came up to the test for cut. So we've been training up all this time, you know, and, and we do the exercise every time you cut your okay, high block, middle block, low block, you know, snap kick, you know, turn around, uh, do the ballerina dance and go home. And and we used to do all this, we was doing all this kind of stuff. So now it comes time for the test, right? And and so same thing, right? Same idea like the little league thing. This was not my idea, right? This is not what I... So, and, and I think the, the takeaway for this podcast is also, you know, when you stick to your dreams, when you stick to what you want to do, you're on the planet for you. This is your life path, okay? Now, unfortunately, you may have to deal with things that are not in your control, okay? Like like your parents enrolling you in something, okay? So, you, you, you know, the people in my podcast, you guys all grown already. So, you guys... You know, but I'm just I'm giving you this advice so that you 30 year olds that are learn, you know listening to me and you, you got kids or you're gonna make kids or you, you know you're gonna deal with kids. Okay, don't do this to the kids. <laughs> okay, so so anyway, I'm there and you know and I mean focus on what the kids are interested in, right? Rather than what the kids, right? You see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, focus the, to the interest, not to the what you want. But what the kids want, right? Because that's where they're going to gravitate to. And that's who they're going to be. And that's what they're going to do. Okay. And now I teach kids that. And I teach adults that in my life coaching, right? So so we in a circle. You know, the, the kata number one is the thing. Everybody's passing their kata, right? So it's my turn. And um, here I come. Right? <laughs> in my white belt, right? And I'm standing in the middle of the circle, right? That's how we did. Everybody make a big circle. And this is in a Hanwan G, which uh, for you people in uh, you know different countries, and you're not in Asia, it, it's it's uh, it's a Japanese uh, church kind of thing where they have the temple and then they have the audit, you know like a gymnasium, auditorium kind of thing. And so we're all there. I get halfway to my kata number one, right? And my right side creative brain, okay, just kind of kind of goes somewhere else. And I forgot my move, right? So I, I forgot my move. And I stopped. And I just looked down. And the sensei started yelling at me at that point. Go on, finish, finish, go ahead. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember where to put, to continue. Because there was a whole bunch of adults in here too. And that, that was pressure. That You know, for a nine-year-old, this was a lot of pressure, right? And everybody's staring. Now, we had a big group, you know. There was about 15, 12 to 15 people in the group. And the majority was adults. I think there was only a couple of kids, right? So and they, this was my mom's bright idea, right? And so there I was, right? And, and the sensei starts yelling at me, right? He, he, well, he raises his voice. It sounds like yelling because in, in that place, it had, had an echo, right? So it's almost like God telling you, hey, Greg, come on. <laughs> so he starts, he starts telling me pretty soon. Pretty soon, I, st- I stand there, right? And I'm looking down, and he's going, come on, hoss. <laughs> and I'm going, and in my mind, I'm going, hoss your ass, I'm leaving. And <laughs> so I start walking to the door, and he starts yelling at me to come back, right? And then I did something that I think my mom till today will always remember. I started stomping out, right? Instead of walking out. 
because I refused to go back to that circle, right? And I stomped right out of that damn place. And I said, no, you know, I, if, if this was a different kind of podcast, I would actually tell you what I was thinking. But, you know, right? and I was like, F this, right? And I walked up and I sat in the car and I, and I waited. And my mom stayed put, right? And she was going to run after me in a sense. I said, no. And, and so I went to the car and I sat in the car. In those days, we never locked car. We never locked the house. I mean, everything was different back in the day. And I sat in the car and I waited. And pretty soon my mom came. And yes, I did catch out for it. And yes, she did tell me how embarrassed she was that I walked out or stomped out at the end. And <laughs> because I refused to go back, right? And so I got, I got the lecture. I got the whole speech. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't the karate kind of guy. Okay, I'm still not the karate kind of guy. You know, I admire the karate guys. But my, some of my friends, they're into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're good. It's just not my thing. I would rather play my guitar. I would rather sing my songs, right? A lot of these guys, right? Yeah, they, they do their trips and whatever. I would rather take one chick to the beach, right? Sit down with a bottle of wine and some snacks, and, and play her some songs, right? And Hemel, right there on the damn beach, then, then do this, guys, like, you know, well, you gotta go face the cat, you gotta go down the, the, the near Blaisdell, you gotta jump in the octagon, and, and, and you gotta, you gotta lick Rocky in front of, in front of the team, you know what I'm like? I'm gonna put that much energy into this thing, why can't I just take a chick to the beach, sing to her, have her melt right there, and then boom, you know, why can't I do that? You see, so so my idea of, of having fun and, and desire, you know, my mother's idea, and I don't, my mom was really good. She got her purple belt, you know, and, and of course, um, she brought her purple belt home and, and then flash them, right? She was, she was flexing. She was flexing her purple belt, you know, and I was like, okay, right? but she quit. And then, and then she quit because, you know, of that incident right but she actually showed up the next few to kind of forget her purple belt and she got him and then of course she had to remind me all the time how you know she got the purple belt and in you know and and i stomped out of the gym you know <laughs> so but but the moral to the story right you know with the law of attraction it stick to your dreams if you know where you're going and i knew where i was going from young kid i mean young kid time yeah, if that's if the things that you're attracted to, you know, some kids it's science, right? And guess what? They end up to be, you know, world renowned Nobel Prize winning scientists because they stuck to the dreams. That's all they know, that's all they want to know, that's all they want to do, and they do it. So, if you have a kid, or you have, you know, or even you, you right? What, what have you lived your dreams yet? That's what I'm asking. Now, the 60-plus-year-olds, okay, amongst you 60-plus guys, you know, you guys listen to the podcast. You guys are one of my biggest demographics, okay? And you 60-plus guys either know, okay, you either know that you have lived your dreams or you're sitting there going, you know, I still get some time. I still get some time, you know, and you can go do it, right? And a lot of you 60-plus, you guys get money. You guys get success. You guys get all this stuff, all right? But maybe you haven't lived your dream. Maybe there's that one thing that you haven't done, okay? But I can tell you this. If it's in the back of your mind, 
And if it's still kind of poking you a little bit, like, come on, but come on, come on, I'm waiting, come on. Okay, that's God telling you, go for it. That's God telling you, you know what? Put your, put your best foot forward and, and, and stop with the walls in your mind telling you that you cannot do this, cannot do that. When I was, when I was young, I was watching Frank Sinatra. I said, Ma, that's what I like to do right there. And she goes, oh, come on. There's only one Frank Sinatra. I'm like, yeah, there's, there's only one junior kick who have a junior too. You know, so I, I, I never even take crap from a model. I mean, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, come out verbally and, and, you know, like I, but I, but I used to tell her, it's not, nah, Ma, I could, I could do that. I could do that. Right. And my mom saw me grow up and do everything that I said I was going to do when I was a kid. Okay. Because, I was too stupid to give up. I was too stupid to go, ah, oh, man, you know, man, yeah, maybe you guys are right. Maybe, maybe I should be a little league coach or something, you know what I mean? But I was just too stupid. You know, I just stuck to my, I said, no, this is what I'm going to do, you know. And, and, you know, in my mind in 1990, I was like, well, you know, I'm going gonna, gonna to apply myself to this. We're going to build a recording studio. We're going to make a company. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And one by one by one, it happened. Okay, now, you know, we didn't build, we didn't go out to build the biggest record company in Hawaii. That wasn't the goal. We went out to build a record company in Hawaii that could record anytime we want to. We just go down, boom, we sit in a chair, we direct the action, we do that stuff, we did, you know, we do the trip, we get the engineer, everything is in its place, everything is there. We don't have to own the studio. We, well, we just go in there, we buy block time. Right, we turn around, we sell it for a profit. A lot of people think that, oh well, you know, they have they have different ideas of stuff, right? Oh, well, but if I like a recording studio, oh, I gotta I gotta save save a couple million dollars so I can build build on good one. No, you don't have to do that. There's already recording studios. Everything five thousand years ago in the Emerald Tablets, it said creation is complete. Creation is complete, Hoynes. That means everything out there that you can dream of, everything out there that you can think up has already been done somewhere, someplace. Your job is to find it, okay? It's like a game of hide and seek, right? So in the Bible, it says, well, what does it say in the Bible about seeking, right? Seek and you shall find because it's there. It's already there. Your job is to go look. Now, if you're too scared to look because a lot of people are too scared, they all shook up inside. They cannot look. They're too afraid. It holds them back. Okay? And if they don't look, they don't find. And you know what? That's going to be a terrible feeling when you're lying on your deathbed, when you die, when you're in that care home, and you're watching that 19-year-old with them big boobies coming wait on you, right? And you go, well, you know, I should have uh, should have done this. I should have done that. I should have, should have, could have, would have, should have, should have, right? Right? You see what I'm saying? And by that time, Hawaiians, it's too late already. Okay? So get out there. and Because you got to. You got to live your dreams. Because if you don't... Oh, I'm sorry, Hawaiians. I got to go. But yeah. You only live like this. One time. One time this way, Hawaiians. Yep. Hey, we like to say mahalo to our, our uh, sponsors and clients. Uh, I like Bob and Spaz. Yeah, we like to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. Also, Voice Master Family of service companies and afmhawaiimusic.com if you want your dot com advertised on our show let us know 
Our email is here for you, USA at gmail.com. Till next time, I'm Junior Kekoeva Jr. saying mahalo and aloha.